Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Now, I am so beside myself with the guests that I have on today. Um, I have Rebecca Wiggins. She is the executive director at AFCPE, which is the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education. I'm excited because I am currently studying for this um, certification. And Rebecca is also the co-host of the podcast Real Money, Real Experts, and has made it her mission to create access to economic security and empowerment to close the gender and racial wealth divides. And you all know I'm all about those. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Just to jump right in, I'm just so curious about your journey. Like, how did you get to this position? Like, this position is so awesome um, and for such a great, great program. So I just want to hear about, you know, how did you make it to this level and to this step? It's a great question and probably pretty interesting from the standpoint of uh, if you would have told me when I started out in high school or college that this is what I would be doing, I it, it didn't make sense at the time. So my background um, in, in high school, I got really serious about music. Um, I played French horn. And if anybody who who is a musician knows, there's not a ton of people who play that instrument. So That worked in my favor. I ended up getting um, scholarship money to go to college and honestly felt like I sort of would try to figure it out along the way that helped me financially. So I took that opportunity, but really felt sort of lost in college. I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with the music degree um, and just tried to kind of take opportunities as I could along the way. I, I was always very interested in things like psychology. I took a lot of psych courses. Um, I I looked into music therapy as an option to kind of parlay that experience and ultimately just took some administrative roles more with arts uh, positions like the symphony or a local chamber group or things like that and started to really get in the program management side of the education and outreach for arts organizations and really found my passion there. I really loved that side of the work and getting into the community. Um, and then it was just one thing led to another. I met someone through a through a job who worked at AFCPE and they needed program management, you know, grant, somebody who could run their grant programs. Mm-hmm. And while it was different subject matter, I had the skill set. So I took that opportunity to sort of, you know, try something new. And I would have never thought that I would be doing anything related to money or finance. That was quite frankly, not my area of expertise. And so I just took that opportunity. And then I went back to school. I got a master's in family financial planning and ultimately my MBA, um, just so that I could keep learning more about it. And what was interesting was the deeper I got into this work, the more I realized that it aligned so much with my values and my passion around equity and inclusion, you know, you talked about economic security and the racial and gender wealth gap. Those were things that I found this work and particularly AFCPE and the AFC really, uh, you know, stood to make a difference in those areas. Um, And so I just kind of found my passion along the way and my values aligned very closely with the work that we do here. 
Oh my gosh, you said so much that I want to hit on. Um, I think the first thing though is to drill into the audience. Like even though you may not have a degree in something, if you mm. have the skill set, right? It's the skill set that matters. Um, mm. Just go for it. You know, a lot of people, you know, see job descriptions and things like that, and they're like, "Oh, I don't qualify. I don't qualify. Yeah. I don't. I don't have this. I don't have that." But half the time, if you just apply, you at least can get an interview. And then exactly. once you're in the interview, you can drill into the interviewer, you know, how you're a good fit for this position. And, you know, my background is in HR. So when I had my mm -hmm. corporate career and I tell people most of the time, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And so, mm -hmm. like you said, you know, you, you knew somebody at AFCPE and that's how you got your foot in the door. So if you didn't take anything else <laughs> from Rebecca's story, it's A, go for it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then B, make sure you network and build your network. So that way you can get these opportunities. Um, even so true. Yes, 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 yes. And I, yeah, I think sometimes too, we, we look at other people and think like, oh, mm -hmm. she's running this national organization. She, you know, what, what, what did she do or that mm -hmm. she's different than me to get to that? I'm no different than any of your listeners. You know, the, the difference for me was that because I was lost, <laughs> I did take a lot of calls and meetings and, and made sure that I got to know people because I was just trying to seek out what was my interest? Where, where did my skill sets align well with a career path? And that's, you're exactly right. It's about relationship building that once people see who you are and what your passions are, then they help you get to that next step. And I think you're right too about, you know, looking at job descriptions and sort of counting yourself out early. Mm -hmm. I think that's primarily something, you know, that, that happens more often with women and something to kind of be thinking about that, you know, just because, they have something listed as a requirement or even, you know, something that is recommended that you have, whether that's a degree or specific experience. Oftentimes you do have lived experience that you could, you know, make the case for or show why you have expertise or bring a different perspective to the table. So I think those are things, you know, not to look at other people and think, well, their, their path must have been, you know, this straight and narrow direction. And she probably always knew she was going to run an organization. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would have never thought I would be in this position. And I think, you know, the more you can just say yes to opportunities to meet people and just stay curious about who you are and how you're growing and what your interests are. Absolutely. And I love your story because it, it kind of mirrors mine, but in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I say that because when I started Money Talk with Tiff, I was in HR with no mm -hmm. type of financial background whatsoever. Um, <laughs> the most financial background I had was all the reading and listening and um, reading like Kiplinger and Money mm -hmm. Magazine and things like that. And that's how I learned most of the stuff that I know um, today. Yeah. And so don't discount, you know, the extracurricular activities that you do, you know, because exactly. that could be how you it's all about and how you package it, whether mm -hmm. it's, you know, going for a new position or doing it for your own business. It's always how you package it. Um, so now that we're talking a little bit about AFCPE, um, just so my audience is aware, because, you know, as consu like. Uh, 
as my audience and consumers, customers, um, clients, whatever the case may be, a lot of people don't really know or understand what these certifications are, these financial mm-hmm. certifications are. So just to start, who is AFCPE? Sure, it's a great question. So AFCPE, as you said at the outset, outset it's a mouthful, Association <laughs> for Financial Counseling and Planning Education. We are a national nonprofit association. So think about you know, your typical membership association where uh, professionals belong to the organization to network, to get you know, the, the latest and greatest resources and tools, research. We have an annual conference, that sort of thing. But AFCPE also certifies financial counselors. And actually our, why we exist in our mission really is to ensure that highest level of knowledge and skill for the profession. So Mm. as you said, a lot of people don't understand that financial counselors exist, are highly trained, you know, there's certifications out there for it. Oftentimes we hear credit counseling or you see commercials for um, credit counseling agencies or you understand, you know, Charles, the Charles Schwab's of the world and the financial advisors who are really focused more on building wealth with clients. We really exist for the that sort of open middle area where I would say the vast majority of people and specifically Americans really live, mm-hmm. where you need help getting a but you know an active budget that really reflects your values, not some cookie cutter, mm-hmm. um, you know, prescriptive approach. But you know this really good spending and savings plan that helps you get out of debt, that really addresses the nuances that money uh, brings to your life, and that's really what our association exists for um, those professionals so that they serve clients in a really comprehensive and um, quite frankly, culturally competent way as well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And this is why y'all, um, <laughs> I decided to study for this certification because this, okay. So a moment of transparency here, right? Um, I've always been interested in psychology and the way people think, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to go to school for that long. And then afterwards, um, you know, you have to do your clinicals and things like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever. So I was, that was like, part of my decision as well. <laughs> See, <laughs> and here we are. No, but, um, but um, I enjoy and I love thinking about the uh, psychology of money and helping mm-hmm. people through, you know, those blocks. Because right. my very fir- first post with Money Talk with Tiff was money is an emotional thing. And I so wholeheartedly believe that all of our behaviors, um, things that are important to us, goals, things like that, all of that is based on your emotions, is based on your experiences and whether they're good or bad, right? And so that's why I decided that this would be a good program for me because for me, it combines the two. It combines Mm -hmm. my two passions. It combines me wanting to be a counselor (laughs) and getting into the the mental and and everything involved with that. But then it also combines um, the money aspect. And so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, Like when I heard of uh, accredited financial counselor, AFC, I was like, I have to go for this because this perfectly aligns with what my mission is when it comes to my brand and um, what I try to do for my audience. So I love this program. And so far I have been um, studying with the materials. And when I say... (laughs) 
this stuff makes so much sense. And I have clients currently. And as I'm studying, I'm introducing some of these new concepts and new things that I can do with them Mm -hmm. um, to get to, you know, where we need to go. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm like, you know, it's, it's just so important. But AFC is not the only certification out there um, right. for financial uh, professionals. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. One of the other ones that you're probably really familiar with would be like the certified financial planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and often I think that's what people get confused is, well, what's the difference between a financial advisor, a financial planner, a financial counselor, there's all these words, let alone, as you said, all these different designations out there. It can be really confusing for, for um, clients who are looking to, you know, who's that best fit. It's not unlike trying to find, you know, a therapist or it's, it's, it can be tricky sometimes with like who has the right skill set, who has the right approach, you know, who has the right licensure. So I think those are things that are real struggles, but I think it's important that people know there are highly trained people who are focused, as you said, on not just understanding how, how, you know, your life goals impact your money goals, how things can get off track emotionally, relationally, you know, there's sort of that deeper emotional aspect of it, but also that they have what you just described, that passion and the empathy to work with people. That's like the the understanding of the psychology underneath it. Um, That's the beauty of the AFC. And I think what people need to know is when you're looking for whether it is that you need like a certified financial planner who's going to help you with more of that long-term wealth building strategy, investments, things like that. Um, they That's a, a wonderful designation, also nationally accredited, just like the AFC um, has very similar you know, guidelines and uh, requirements that you have to go through in terms of an exam and experience hours, ethics. So it's a wonderful certification. And they also are fiduciaries, which means that they have to, what they recommend to the client has to be in the interest, the best interest of the client, not, you know, for their financial gain. So that's important too. And so I think if, if consumers take nothing else away from this, the clients take nothing else away from this, that there is the understanding of just do your research to know, just like you would for reaching out to an attorney or a therapist or something else. What credentials do they have? Who backs those credentials? Is it a nationally recognized, uh, you know, association like AFCPE, like the CFP board um, that has disciplinary measures if those folks are, you know, bad actors and not representing the ethics of that certification? Do they require continuing education? So not just that they get a one-time training, but that they are, they, you know, have to maintain that designation with, their continuing education units. Um, and I think if you if you can look at it from that vantage point, protect yourself by making sure you get somebody who has that backing um, and has that level of training and certification, um, then you can get into you know, a specific area that they're focused in, maybe understanding the military community or understanding um, you know, something that's specific to you and your relationship or your, your struggle in life. So that's the advice I would give is just make sure you check out who these folks are and understand there are distinctions along the way. Do you need somebody for that you know, the the basics of getting out of debt, getting a spending plan, maybe working out some of the 
communication and your relationship around money. You probably want to look for an accredited financial counselor and AFCPE can help you with that. If you want someone who is, you're beyond that, you have your savings, you're trying to figure out how to invest and really build your wealth, you're going to want to look for someone like a certified financial planner. Just another moment of transparency for my audience as well. I used to study for the CFP too um, a couple of years ago. And when I was in the program, now granted, I'll probably go back and get it again, which we're going to hit on in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in it, I was like, hmm, is this really what I want to do? And mm-hmm. then I started doing research because I was working at a firm at the time when I was studying for my CFP. And at the firm, in order to be an advisor, you had to have your CFP. They took it very, very seriously. Right. And, you know, brilliant people um, that worked there. And I was like, this is cool and this is awesome. But is this really what I want to do? Because the demographic that I'm trying to help are people that are trying to create budgets, um, get out of debt, uh, get around, like I said, the mental aspect of dealing with their money. And so I didn't find that the CFP really aligned with that kind of in line with what you just said. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing some more research and then I came across the financial counselor, accredited financial counselor certification. And I said, this is it. This is what aligns with what I'm currently trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why I decided to go for it, because I find more joy in helping people you know, get out of debt. Like when my clients or even just my followers, like people that have never paid me for coaching, when mm-hmm. they um, are hit me up in the inbox and they're like, oh my gosh, I just paid off a credit card. Oh my gosh, I just uh, got approved for a house. Oh my gosh, I uh, just got approved and I just finished a bankruptcy not too long ago. You know, that right. type, that those types of things excite me. And those mm-hmm. types of things interest me because I feel like, at all levels, everybody needs help with their money, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're barely making it or you're a millionaire, right? <laughs> we all need help with money. There's always something that we can be doing differently. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to focus on these people that don't have much access because, you know, I've heard stories where they'll go into, you know, a place, you know, an investment firm or whatever, and they never hear back from them once they, you know, say how much they make and all that stuff. And so I'm like, these are the people that I want to serve because I feel like you have to start somewhere. I started somewhere, right? (laughs) I started somewhere. And these are people that are like me, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, negative zero net worth, um, you know, that type of demographic. And so that's why I made the decision to make that transition um, and do my own thing, you know, outside of the firm, because I was like, these are the people that I want to hit. These are the people that bring me joy. And so with all of that being said, do you think someone can hold the AFC and the CFP concurrently? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You said so many things that I want to, that I want (laughs) to touch on that are are also kind of full circle to something we were talking about earlier. So yes, there, the AFC, I would say is really a foundational certification and many people go on and get the CFP because it goes much more in depth in some of the topics like investing and insurance. And, you know, you're going to take that and run with it and go much deeper with the CFP. And that can really only, as you said, really open up that pipeline of the people you're serving. So Yes, it's very complimentary. We definitely recommend that, you know, there's a point at which our folks would refer on to a CFP. So certainly having in your, if you work in a specific firm or open up a private practice, it'd be great if you had 
either had the dual certification or had people that you could sort of pass off to within your own firm, right? So that way you can serve people as they go. It's really this thinking about it in terms of the continuum. We want to help people with where they are today, meet them where they are. As you said, there's no wealth or asset minimums. You can call a financial counselor and they're going to say, what do you need? What are your questions? And then help you dig in and kind of walk alongside you to figure out what needs to get done. Once you get to the point where you need to invest, that's where they would refer on unless, as you said, they also hold the CFP um, and are registered investment advisors. They could help you with some of that as well. So it's very complimentary. And I think as a field, that's one of the things that we really want to focus on is working together across organizations and across the areas of specialty because, you know, people's lives are not um, you know, it doesn't always follow, as we said, in our career paths, a mm-hmm. linear approach. And sometimes something sets you back and you might be with us with a financial advisor building wealth. And suddenly you've got to really work with that counselor who can dig into some some more of the you know, emotions behind it or getting out of a, a rough situation. Maybe you had a health crisis or something like that. So I think there's a lot of back and forth. And I think there's a lot of value of you know, just having this dual credential. Um, the other thing that you said that I just think it was really brilliant was you identifying where your passion was. And it mm. makes me think of a mentor of mine, Sandra Davis, who um, everyone should look up. She's She uh, leads a, a, an organization called Sage Financial Solutions, and they do a lot around financial coaching training. Um, but she's just, she's been an, an excellent mentor of mine. And one of the things she said to me years ago and says this phrase often is, I identify what makes your heart beat faster. Oh. And when, when, you know, when you're talking about your career path, I think those are things that help you identify who do you want to serve specifically, right? You knew, and there are financial planners who have that same moment of like, oh, I saw my client achieve this goal that they had. And so it's not just an AFC thing, right? Mm-hmm. That passion exists all across the, the whatever career path you're in. But I think that helps people also identify like, that's when I get really excited. So those are the people I want to serve. And that's the area I want to focus on. And then you can really drill down and make that niche around what you're doing and who you serve and how you are bringing fulfillment to your own career. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, do not follow the money, follow the passion and the money will follow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you're passionate about, audience, please start, start it. Um, You know, like I said, with, with my situation, I started Money Talk with Tiff when I was in HR, something Mm -hmm. completely unrelated, but I knew what my passion was. And so I'm like, okay, how can I act on my passion and build myself as an authority, even without any financial credentials? So that way I can help people. (laughs) Like it all goes down to helping people. And the same thing with Rebecca and her story, you know, she started off with music. And of course, that's still a passion, I'm sure. But she used that skill set to transition into a career that she now loves, you know. And so it all goes back to finding what your passion is and then acting on it. Don't be afraid of the nose. Don't be afraid of the fear. Because <laughs> um, yeah. I can tell you when I made my first blog post, I was like, nobody's going to read this. I was like, I'm a nobody, first of all. And then second of all, I have no no 
no experience on paper whatsoever in the world of finance. So who's actually going to listen to me? And now if you fast forward to today, just like Rebecca said, you could have never told me that I would be doing this as my career, (laughs) you know, Um, and full time at that. And so that's why, you know, I tell people follow your passion and the rest will follow. Yeah. I think too, just one quick thing to add to that is like, Mm -hmm. don't be afraid of the yeses. I think sometimes that's the thing we're more afraid of because especially if you don't think you have all of the credentials that you need or all of the experience that you need, what if they say yes? What if they ask you to write another blog post? What if, and then you're worried, what if I don't know? And I think that whole imposter syndrome or, um, just being afraid of the yes is actually sometimes scarier than the no. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I just had this conversation with one of my students yesterday Mm -hmm. Um, when I was at the university. She was saying, you know, she was scared of getting her dream job, you know, because she's a senior now. She's She was like, she was scared of getting her dream job because she's like, okay, if I get it now, now what? Where do I go from here? You know? Yeah, it's (laughs) real. Yeah, it's so real. But I told her, I said, you know what? One, fail early and fail often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fail forward, fail forward. Yes, fail forward. And then two, don't be afraid of the yeses because what happens is it builds your confidence. It Mm -hmm. builds your confidence and it shows you that you can do this. And then the the yeses and the noes become easier as you progress. Um, And so it's just a matter of getting through that fear threshold. And Mm -hmm. then And that way you can, the world is your oyster at that point. Um, When you become fearless and you know your purpose and you know yourself, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever it is you decide to do. Um, And, you know, I think that is a perfect (laughs) way to end the podcast is like, because that was such a high note there, Um, you know. If you didn't learn anything else from the conversation that me and Rebecca just had, it's a follow your passion. Make sure that your passion aligns with your goals and that your actions align with both of those things. And then once you do that, realize that it's not going to be a straight line from point A to point B. Your your journey may have uh, twists and turns and all types of things. Um, I know Rebecca said that she made her transition. I've had like three or four different careers by this point, and I'm only 30, you know? And so your, your path may not be a straight line, but don't get discouraged, okay? And then C, make sure that when you are evaluating a financial professional um, or whomever, that you are understanding what these certifications mean. And, um, you know, we've talked about the big two, the AFC and the CFP. Um, There are a few other ones out there as well, but those are the two big ones and understand what that means when it comes to working with you. So we kind of broke down what the difference between an AFC and a CFP is. Um, So if you're looking for someone that's more in line with, you know, debt management and budgeting and things like that, that would probably fall more in line with the AFC. And then if you're looking for someone, you know, once you get past that point and you're looking for investment strategies, tax strategies, things like that, then that will fall more in line with the CFP. And so it's your job as the consumer, as the client to do your due diligence and do your research on who you're trusting, because this is a trust thing, right? (laughs) Who you're trusting with 
teaching you and giving you the information that you need. Um, oh, and it's funny. I said I, I said we were going to end, but y'all know me. Um, <laughs> I was telling people on my social media the other day, be careful with what you learn on TikTok and, you know, things like that, um, because it's been taken off. And, you know, people send me stuff all the time like, Tiffany, is this true? Tiffany, is this true? Should I do this? Should I do that? And there's a lot of good content out there, but there's a lot of not so good content out there. And so it's up to you as the consumer, as the client or whatever to do your due diligence before you start enacting these steps. And if you don't know what they're talking about, hire an AFC, hire a CFP, hire someone to be that guide for you. Yep. Can I add one more thing to Yes, please. Sure. I think I think the other thing is that's important to know is that you're not alone. I, you know, most of us were not taught these things in school. And while mm. that's starting to change a bit, I think there's a lot of shame around I probably should know this or I should be able to put together a budget that works. Why is this so hard for me? Or why do we keep fighting about money or whatever the issue might be? Um, and I think for people to know the other takeaway is it's okay to ask for help. And as you said, make sure you're asking people who are qualified to answer that, but also that there are people who will literally come alongside you with no judgment, you know, that have oftentimes walked in your shoes. And that's what made them passionate about going and getting that certification, much like you, Tiffany. And so I think just understanding it's okay to ask for help and that, there's no shame involved in this. Most of us weren't taught these things. And so it's okay to say, I need some help or I need a clarification on what this actually means and what all this jargon is. Absolutely. And also to add to that, (laughs) going along with, we weren't taught anything about, we, we weren't taught anything about money. Um, Also, we were taught to be quiet about money, right? (laughs) So it's like a double whammy. Not only were we not taught, but we were taught not to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I made my platform Money Talk with Tiff, because I feel like once we have these conversations going and we talk more about money and make it less of a taboo subject, then we can get further as a people, as a community, as a country, as a as a world, you know, at this point. And so, um, yes. (laughs) So you, you have to open up about these topics, have these conversations with your loved ones, with your kids, with your spouse, with your friends, with your family. And that's how we get past these blocks of not being taught these things in school. If something's not taught to you, you learn it on your own. Mm -hmm. And the way you learn it on your own is to have these conversations like me and Rebecca are having right now today. So please go out (laughs) and have some more money talk talk about what the afc is what the cfp is now you have that knowledge under your belt and you can come to the table more prepared when you're ready to do an evaluation you know um so thank you so much rebecca this was a very great um motivational episode even for myself right um so If people were interested in finding out more about AFCPE or you even, um, how would they go about doing that? 
Sure. You can find us at afcpe.org and there's lots of information about how to get connected with a counselor as well. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Um, AFCPE is all over social media as well and oftentimes posts really great articles that you might find interesting as well. So I would just say look us up on social, go to the website um, and certainly reach out if you have any questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on the show today. This was a wonderful conversation and I look forward to getting my AFC. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. And thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon.